Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. It's V the Grill Economist coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning. We have with us the two main men, the one and only CJ working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Rogue News, and every single podcasting app known to humanity, where everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. And check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com. Mycbdedibles.com. Siege. What are the specials? I know the, the, there's a sale going on, right? Yeah, well, there's sales going on. We're sold out of gummies currently. I think that's the only one the inventory is running extremely low on. So I think I, th- I think we may have like two bags left from the weekend. But just with the Halloween weekend uh, here, local sales to a lot of the shops have been crazy. Uh, but yeah, so but if you still order again by Monday, we we can honor those prices and get them uh, get them shipped out. So so check it out, mycbedibles.com. Fantabulous. And also check out NeuroTracker. NeuroTracker.com. Go there. You could either resell NeuroTracker or you could be, you could not only be a, a, a user of NeuroTracker, but you could also sell it to others. So it's a great way for you to create an income stream. The most effective, the most studied, the only real brain training uh, app program known to humanity. Everything else is just snake oil. Get the real deal, Holyfield, neurotracker.com. And we have with us the one and only Crypto Cowboy. You can find him lurking in the Rogue News Discord. He is there galloping around with hi-ho Crypto Silver, his horse, his trusty steed, as they ride into the, the, the nether regions of truth. You can find him over there at the Discord. If you need to get into Discord, just contact CJ, CJ at roguenews.com. CJ at roguenews.com and in the subject line, put in Discord so he knows what the hell you're talking about. With that being said, gentlemen, what's going on, guys? How are you? Doing good, doing good. Actually, uh, you know, it's getting colder. CJ and I were just talking about the difference and, you know, how it feels when you you look up and you see like a bunch of sun after a few days of clouds. I mean, CJ, you, you saw that coming out of the gym today, right? Yeah, it was nice to see that sun. It's been like a couple of days of overcast and I just, you know, my Mexican blood just does not do well with the overcast days, you know, just, I find myself yawning and tired and continuously want to take a power nap at some point. Uh, I finally did get one in last night. It was like 8 PM. I took a power nap. Power nap. That's yeah. Bedtime. Power nap 8 PM. Yeah. That's like bedtime for me. I usually go to bed at 8 PM. 
it's good. Well, some of my online buddies are like, hey, we want to do an armor mission tonight. And those armor missions can run like two or three hours. So we uh, we were in Afghanistan last night uh, doing a How mission. Was it? So did it was you good. save any, it was did you save any goats? We didn't shoot. No, no goats, no goats. But you got to watch out because the unarmed civilians, uh, you want to kill them because they could turn into zombies, uh, just suicide bombers. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Learned that the rough way. But anyway, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but the weather's yes. great. I see these like uh, on Discord. I see this stuff from coming from CJ. Like, hey, we're gonna go live. It's like nine PM. Like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> CJ's running a gaming network yeah. <laughs> on top of everything else he's doing. Sorry, that, some... echo, uh, that echo. That echo is my fault. That was Why are you me. Echoing, I, man. I just want to hear everything twice. You just know, stop. it's like it's a thing. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I love that. Where'd you get that from? Uh, uh, You know, stuff just uh, when you're on Reddit as much as I am, stuff just comes your way. (laughs) (laughs) I love Uh, it, man. There's also uh, I do have live video of the uh, the U.S. and and what they're going to do to uh, to uh, Ukraine here. Oh, yeah. Let's see it. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i also have live footage of ukraine's offensive um towards russia the most recent offensive here yeah. so let me uh, maximize this here it comes there's ukraine with the hammer russia backing away have a nice day yeah it's not great let's see here i think i've got one more um i wanted to start with some fun today we actually uh we have a pretty good discussion it's just a kind of a brief continuation of last week um you know last week was kind of talking about yield curve control and all that kind of stuff but until we get there i do see here that um our buddy the uh the Zelensky is the Zelensky has actually started his own business and he did have an advertisement that came out. So let me see if I can go ahead and, and share that to the screen real quick here. Here it is. I just hit the share button. I made $10 billion working from home. Ask me. Ask me how. <laughs> so true. So true. Oh my God. That's great. <laughs> uh, that's uh that's our, our fun for the morning. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff coming up before we move on to economic stuff. Um, you know, as uh, CJ and, and V, you're both well aware. Um, I don't know. There we go. Um, I'm into the health and, you know, the whole thing with the jabs and all that, that's actually uh, near and dear to my heart. So, well, you, like um, you know, jabs? I do pay attention and uh, Russell brand did a video yesterday and this was something i didn't know but i I know we did cover that you guys covered i think like two three days ago where the cdc like okayed the jabs the the covid jabs for uh um you know for kids like for the routine you know jabs that all the kids get right Mm -hmm. yeah the schedule as they call it well um according to russell brand that that okaying that for the routine uh, you know, schedule for the kids is what gives the jabs their immunity from prosecution. 
So oh. that triggers the legal protection that these pharma companies have from, from prosecution. I can believe that. And just for the YouTube censors, like Jimmy Dora says, uh, we, we totally trust uh, the science um, in YouTube. Uh, we adamantly uh, state that the, 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 the COVID jab and the boosters do slow down the spread as well as, is uh, relieve the severity of it. So, oh, so I got YouTube, mine yesterday. You go. I got I, mine. I have had five boosters already. I feel great. Yeah. Did you guys yeah, see I this? As soon as, as soon as Elon takes over Twitter, it kicks Parang, whatever Harang his name is. He already did. Uh, he fired him today. Yeah, he fired him today. Kicked him he out. Fired the CEO. Fired the CFO. It's done. Kim.com is, uh, and a few other very wealthy, prominent individuals are funding this movie. Did you guys see the trailer of this? No. I'm going to play it live for you now. Get ready. Here we go. Hold on to your uh, whatever. And for the YouTube people, follow us on Twitch. I never pass up an opportunity when I see a newborn baby. I stop and I drink it in. She drinks a baby? Just, just watch. Because my heart aches to think that seeing a newborn baby may become one of the rarest things. And, and I want to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but. You were wrong, we're wrong, bitch. Watch, you morons. So people. Just listen. I've taken this. What the hell? Oh, my God. Why do they do that? Probably the neurological know. effect that yep. like once they don't receive any circulation in it because of the clots, it, yeah. it probably uh, triggers something in the brain, a mechanism that, that like they have no idea what they're they're spinning. And it, it makes perfect sense neurologically. Yeah, I, I, I actually sent you the wrong trailer. Here's the correct trailer. Okay. Here we go. It's kind of like whenever you see a uh, a UFC fighter get uh, a straight on punch, right? Like right yeah. to the side of the head, they they stagger, right? Like they're yep. they're they're kind of there and they're kind of spinning, and then yep. it, it it are you literally... are you guys watching this full screen? Yep, mm -hmm. okay. we can see it says uh, died suddenly. Yep, but there's no trailer playing. Yeah, there's nothing going on. It's just a still shot. Oh, okay. Uh... But you just need to start sending me stuff in advance, bro. Oh, wait. You know what I forgot to do? I'm an idiot. Yeah, you, f <laughs> you forgot to hit play. <laughs> no, I, I shared the no, you... freaking screen. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'll get us there. You're not, not quite as adept at uh, doing the screen share. No, this is why, you know, without El Cuco. Well, what the? Am I the only one, here? CJ, that knows how to screen share properly? Hey, shut up, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the correct trailer. Well, the other one was pretty effective. This is better. Watch. 
unmute it on the screen. There you go. These people know. These people know. Who knows? The governments know. This has been well planned. This is Agenda 2030. This is the Great Reset. Somebody mentioned to go on to Google and go into the news section and then type in died suddenly. And lo and behold, here's a whole listing of people, of articles, of people within the, that last week who died suddenly. Older people, but a lot of younger people throughout around the world. And then you find out they were vaccinated. And it's just there's something different about the blood. Something's causing this. Somebody needs to look into it. I talked to other embalmers that have 30, 40, even 50 years of experience. Have you guys ever seen this stuff before? And the answer was always, I've never seen anything like it. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. That's a 12-sigma event, one in 800 years, 12 standard deviations above the mean. No one's even calculated that. It's apocalyptic. <clears throat> Who knows? Young people are dying these days. This is different. This isn't normal. The dead can't speak for themselves, so therefore, I have to speak for them. Oh, this geez, is dude. the greatest orchestrated die-off in the history of the world. Wow. And I know it's cowboy show and everything, but this, this is what truly, you know, really infuriates me because we know that this is happening, right? But yet, and I don't know what to call them. I don't want to call them idiots because I don't, I don't think that that's fair. But to me, it really questions why anyone in their right mind could support a presidency of Donald Trump, someone that openly advocated, someone who still to this day says, go get your jab, go, go get this. I, I like, uh, what's his name? Pasebic, Jack Pasebic. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like these people, are they just in it to profit off of Trump to pump Trump because they know they're going to get more views, more clicks, so, more yeah. likes. I mean, it just infuriates me because this is impacting people like in real time, right? Like people are literally dying. And you have someone there that's like championing like Operation Warp Speed and it's the greatest thing ever. It was the fastest launch of everything. And it just but again, I, you know, I digress. Um, Cowboy, you got a lot to cover, so I'll let you guys continue. Well, no, that's, you know, no, no, and again, yeah. to be fair, you know, I did bring that subject up. So it's something that we'll you just know, blame I Cowboy. Want... It's all your fault. Same. Anyway, it's a great topic. I mean, what do you guys think of that trailer? That movie's freaking powerful, man. I think that a lot of people are going to find out the hard way yep and uh the rest of us find out the easy way <laughs> yeah and here's the thing man like what five billion people were vaccinated in the west right like how many and uh, throughout the world and other countries as well i was gonna say how, yeah how many people are going to drop down what is going to be the percentage because right now you know cowboy what was it, like 20 percent increase or 40 percent increase in death oh, oh for eight yeah to this is two year all... old, right 
all cause mortality. And remember only, and this is in the U S and in the U S uh, you know, something around half the people have gotten the jab. So, you know, maybe let's say 60%, then actually that means that if you were able to section out those who got the jab and those who didn't, it would be interesting to see if that all cause all cause mortality was much higher. Well, not only that, but you know, in regards to that, you're right in, in terms of the number of percentage of people who, who did accept it. But let's also think about um, uh, mothers who were expecting and whether oh, that yeah. spike protein passes on to, to their child or uh, people donating blood, uh, for example, and, and, you know, what the repercussions are of, of, of someone who received the jab, if that spike protein, and I'm not, again, this is all speculation on my part, full disclosure, uh, but I think there's a, a lot to be considered uh, with this happening. And, and especially what they're basically telling you to do is replace the, the annual flu uh, vaccine with, with the, the, the COVID boosters. It's just, you know, complete insanity. And we have no one that's really, you know, being held accountable uh, for this. And, you know, we've just grown to be such an, a compliant society. I, I think it's like one of those things, like convincing someone differently at this point, when we've been talking about it for well over a year, they're still not going to change their minds uh, unless they're directly involved with it. If they watch a family member fall over, I'll give a quick, perfect example of how compliant of a society we are. So I was tailgating sat- last Saturday at Ball State University. My Why were you tailgating people, man? I was tailgating big time tailgating. So, but I had been uh, drinking since about 10 a.m. You know, oh, my tailgating. God. You're drinking and you're tailgating somebody yes, while yes. you're driving. This is terrible. So we're sitting there having a great time. There's probably like, you know, 14, 15 of us. And uh, these two college girls, they come, you know, they're like arm in arm, like skipping by because they're having lots of fun and everything. And I just like just for fun, I'm like, stop, stop. You walk, please walk, walk, walk. So they did. They like stop skipping. And they well, okay, we'll walk, creepy oh, old man. They started walking, God. and they're like, then they realized, like, why are we doing this? Why are we walking? <laughs> because someone told us, someone told us to walk, please. It's just, it's just insane. Go ahead, B. You got something on the screen. This is a one of the. Uh, it's a defense um, think tank and analytics firm called Deagle. Um, Deagle in 2017. They published their analytics and data and their five-year projections, right? Not five-year, like 10-year, whatever, right? And if you look at it in 2017, you look at the numbers here. 2017, there's approximately 327 million people in the United States. And their forecast, and again, this was removed. This was scrubbed from Deagle's website, Deagle.com website, which is, you know, they work for the, you know, they do analytics and numbers for, Various defense contractors, uh, private intelligence, uh, the CIA, you name it. At, this was purged from their website, and shortly, I think a year or two after, the founder of the company passed away. And so this was already gone. So people were able to go back to the Wayback Machine and pull this out. Here's their forecast for 2025. $100 million. Here's America's economy, right? At this time, GDP, $19 trillion. Right, but now that we spent more, we have like a thirty trillion economy because we spent more money. So you know that's how it works. Look at us here now at two point four trillion, which is really what we are. We're really, we're even that's a gross estimation, right? What happened? What were what were their data points? What were their algorithms and the data, the computer modeling they were doing? What caused this to occur? It's you 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 look at this data and you kind of work backwards. And again, this was put out in 2017. It kind of makes you shudder. And Cowboy, if you have like, like I said, you know, 40 some odd percent increase in jump of death between 18 and 52, right? 
What is forty percent of five billion, cowboy? Uh, that would be two hundred. No, that'd be about two billion. Two billion. What would be the economic ramifications of two billion people dying off? Oh well, I mean, it's not. It, it, I believe that it would actually, and it depends on which two million, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, if the two million that died are poor. It'll affect things differently than if it were, say, people still like not poor. Shoot, I want to say poor. If the if the people who died are not contributing to, you know, economically, if they're not creating wealth, then it's going to be different than if it's, you know, people who are in their productive years. Um, so you know it's how a many hard industries, how many doctors and nurses were forced to take this job, how many pilots, how many industrial yeah. workers, how many, yeah. dude, it's not just fucking poor people. And and look, the majority. Of these shots, the mRNA variants were given in Western countries. How many Australians were locked down and forced vax? How many Canadians? You know, you know, you know, it, it, dude, it's incredible. Well, I'll put it to you this way: yeah. like most of the people I know who accepted it are like they're one kind of people, and the rest of them are like us. So, you know, we're gonna probably you know lose a lot of people that we love, but yeah. those left over are going to be a harder core. You, you a, a couple of things real quick in regards to this data, uh, because I think we need to be careful of, of attributing uh, the difference solely to, to, to the jab, because I don't, I don't think that's accurate. I think you also have to look at other factors in regards to what the policies were through this time period. So a lot of uh, elective surgeries, a lot of, of yep. traditional health care of, of perhaps maybe even cancer treatments, were completely, you know, shut down during this time period where, you know, you weren't allowed to go to the hospital unless it was pretty much COVID. So, so it complicates the, the numbers are a little bit muddy. It's not all that. Well, here's and, the thing. See, you, we're seeing a 42% jump in deaths of normally healthy 18 to 52 year olds. Well, you have to remember though, even if you have COVID though, right? Think of the people that went to the hospital that were admitted that through through uh, getting COVID itself, which we know there's a certain percentage of people who did develop myocarditis just alone with getting COVID. And then let's also think about the potent medic medicine that they were giving at that time, not ivermectin. What What's the uh, the other one? That was, was remdesivir. Remdesivir. remdesivir run death is here. It's toxic, right? Like it's literally toxic to your system. How many people were in the hospital that received that through that time period that never never recovered so it's 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 such a tragedy it really is but depopulation by by all means i think was part of part of the agenda absolutely well it's they're open about it um you know that's not i mean malthusians are malthusians you know malthusians doing malthusian things um you know and this is i mean there are a lot of of topics that we can kind of go over in this conversation but deagle um you know deagle's prediction i i remember seeing this some time ago and the the reason that the population declines could be any number of things. It doesn't. We don't know what their prediction was. Maybe they think nuclear war. Maybe they think something else. Um, so it's hard to say. But we certainly have some evidence that we've seen at least part of it. Um, you know, and yeah, forty percent increase in all cause mortality for this group of people can be just maybe they had a particular issue and they couldn't get the care that they needed during COVID. Um, you know, so we can't attribute everything but at the, at the same time um i don't know it's just you know there's a lot of guesswork but i can tell you that 
<laughs> there's a lot of things I didn't do. And, you know, those videos of those people. Guys, we have breaking news. This is wonderful news. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. I got to stop. Hold on, hold on. I Go have to it. share this. And then we can move on to the economic stuff. Yes. This is, you're going to be happy. Cowboy's like, you guys done hijacked my show. Sorry, Cowboy. <laughs> I started it. It's my fault. Nancy no, Pelosi's husband violently assaulted in San Francisco home invasion. Oh, <laughs> violently. He's been taken to the hospital. It wasn't invasion. He probably had a male prostitute that raped him. Yeah. Something. <laughs> or or uh, he lost somebody a little too much money and they came to break his thumbs. An assailant broke into Pelosi's residence and finally assaulted Mr. Pelosi. (laughs) The assailant is in custody and the motivation of the attack is under investigation. Pelosi was taken to the hospital. He's receiving medical care. I love it. More. Gotham is yours. Do what you please. All right. Do you feel in charge? Do you feel in charge, Paul Pelosi? Yeah. So adopted the doc. It is cowboy. I yield the floor uh, to you. Yeah, cowboy. Sure, sure. No, we're, ahead, you know, we're just watching the the decline, right? Yep. Um, you know, we're seeing it happen. Like, I don't know. I mean, the only way it would be better is if we had it on pay per view because it's you know people spinning in circles. You know, politicians getting their homes broken into. Uh, you know, so all of that. We move over to some basic stuff. Now we, we did some. We introduced some ideas last week. And I'm not going to spend too much time on them because we already introduced them. But just as a quick review, because what we're going to talk about and what the title of the show was, is the Fed, uh, something along the lines of like, is the Fed going to get replaced? Okay. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so that's quite a thing to say. And we're going to talk about, well, is it right? <laughs> it's Fedsist. Um, so, you know, what we're going to do though is, this borrows heavily, heavily from George Gammon. He did a good show um, and he has talked to some experts. And so the link will be in the description at some point. I think I sent that link to UCJ. If it's not already there, I'm sure we'll put it there later. So, you know, go check out Gammon. He's cool. He's, if you just listen to him, he kind of sounds yeah, he's almost like, like he could be. He Gus sounds like Gus. Yeah. yeah. They, they almost look alike too. They, yeah. He's like tall. Right. He's like six, four. There he, that's the actual, yeah, that's the video. Yeah. That's the link. And you can see that, you know, that the uh, he's got the whiteboard and the whiteboard. Actually, they do effects on it. So it's not some cheap video. It's good stuff. Um, so, yeah. And even when he kind of stops and laughs, like, you know, how Gus will start. Yeah, laughing, he sounds like, like Gus. Sounds like Gus. This guy and this guy's down in Colombia. Just, you know, I bet you he's single six foot four. Yeah, he's yeah. nailing some of that Colombian, you know, <laughs> very, know. very Gus. A little bit lightweight. You stop it with your beta nonsense, bro. You're such a toxic male, CJ. I'm sick of it. Yeah. Sick of your toxicity. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta send you to the re-education camp. So um, we'll we'll start off again with, with some definitions. I know um, I put it up on the screen there, and I'm sure uh, CJ will throw it up there when, when he has a chance there. We're going to talk about a treasury bond. We already talked about this. They come from the treasury. Um, when money is created, okay, the treasury bond is created by the treasury. It has, uh, you know, like a, it's either 20 year or better. And those get basically given to the fed as collateral. And the fed will loan basically dollars, federal reserve notes out to the treasury department. And it just kind of goes back and forth. What they're, what they actually do is the fed loans it out to commercial banks and the commercial banks will loan that out to everybody else. 
And then what's it, there's a cascading effect because commercial banks, when they loan the money out, they can loan out darn near all the money and still keep it as an asset on their books. But the smaller banks cannot do that, right? But commercial banks are actually where the real multiplication money happens. So sure, you could print a trillion dollars, but they can loan out 10 or more times that and still have it as an asset on their books. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it, it becomes actually where, you know, I don't know, um, 2 billion becomes 20 billion or more or whatever, you know, some along those lines um, might be even worse than that. But again, a treasure bond to keep it really simple. And again, I put a share screen, but I'm not seeing it yet up on the, uh, up on the display here, guys. Did we lose CJ? There, CJ went to sleep. CJ, are you there? Okay. There it is. Right. Yeah, because I, I clicked on, on I clicked on it and B clicked on it too. It took. Oh, it off you stop it, CJ. You probably so a treasury yeah. bond is You're probably a government tequila and 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 on some male toxicity site. That's what. Yeah, he's he's probably <laughs> watching you know pictures of hot girls and stuff. Ugh, terrible. Just yeah, no respect, terrible. CJ. Can't believe this guy. No so respect. No respect. Um, so what is a treasury bond? What's a T bond? It's a government debt security issued by the U.S. federal government. Uh, they have maturities greater than 20 years. They earn periodic interest until maturity at maturity, at which point the owner is also paid a par amount equal to the principal. Treasure bonds are part of the larger category of U.S. sovereign debt known collectively as treasuries, which are typically regarded as virtually risk-free since they are backed by the U.S. government's ability to tax its citizens. Okay, so there are some... Th that's just what we really need to know. They range between 10 and 30 years. Um, so the next slide I'll, I'll click to here is going to be um, the relationship between bond prices and yields. Again, we went over this last week, but just a reminder, because I, who bonds are not my specialty, but I pretty much am in finance. Even I have to remember this stuff. The so name's Bond. James Bond. Bond. James Bond. Money Penny. Would you like to know about bonds? Got a few in my back. Welsh, Welsh, Welsh. Back in my van, if you want to come see my bond. Shaking um, not so, stirred, baby. Shaking not stirred. I'll stick and stir your money, Penny. All else equal, when a bond's price falls, its yield increases. Okay? So an increase in yield, in a sense, is bad. Like that, we're going to just keep it really simple for everybody. When a bond's price increases, the yield decreases. So when a bond's price decreases, that is a decrease in demand, right? So you have an increase in supply. It's very simple. Um, for example, let's just say they made uh, too many Phillips head screw drivers and you don't need them anymore. Well, they got to sell them, but no one wants them. There's no demand. So, so then the price goes down so people will buy them. Same thing with anything else. So just keep this in mind. If a bond's price falls, the yield increases. So an increase in yield is a dip in price. So that means they're not desirable. Okay, so yield up, bond bad. Then we're going to take a quick look at yield curve control. Okay, now what this is, is we the inverted yield curve means that the bonds that are going to mature sooner are more desirable than the bonds that are maturing later. Okay, so like a five-year bond is going to have a higher price or a lower yield, which means they're in higher demand than say like a 10 or a 20. Now, inverted yield, that usually happens like right before we have economic problems and recessions, right? So what these geniuses do is they think 
that, okay, if the supply of these longer bonds, if the supply of the 10-year bond or the 20-year, if the supply of those is too high and the demand is too low, we'll just go ahead and buy them up. And if they buy them up, then they're going to increase the demand for those and quote unquote fix the yield. Of course, where are they buying it from? It's for money printed out of thin air, which ultimately turns into a tax on us. Because when you print money without creating wealth, then you have a high supply of money, which means demand for money goes down, which means that your gas costs twice as much a few years down the line. Okay. So all of that to kind of move on to the main topic. And this came from George Gammon. So I'm going to go ahead and just walk us through this whole kind of, I'm going to condense his video and, and I'm going to add a few things of my own and we'll, we'll make it go a lot quicker. Um, see, cause yeah, okay. We've got enough time, 20 minutes. So what he's saying is, and this came from Yellen herself, J Janet Yellen, the genius of our time who can count all the way up to potato went ahead and tilted her hand and she wants to increase liquidity in the market. So essentially she says this, she says she wants to increase liquidity in the market because low liquidity means there's not enough buyers. Okay. When you hear these people on the talk say, Oh, low liquidity, we have liquidity issues. That means no one wants to buy your trash. That's all that means, right? Low liquidity, no one wants to buy your trash. And if you've been looking at the news and the bond auctions, they have been looking terrible. Foreign buyers are not interested right now. So Yellen wants to increase liquidity in the market. And she means uh, in the bond market primarily. I don't. I, I imagine that's what she means because that's kind of what matters at her level. Um, now, remember, Yellen was the, um, you know, the head of the Fed. Now she's the head of the Treasury. That's kind of like being the head of Pfizer and then getting hired at the FDA. Like right afterwards, it just doesn't look good. So the big story here, the big like kind of reveal, and I'll just lay it out first, you know, I'll lay it out ahead of time, is there's a potential for, we're going to say ending the Fed, but not in a way that you like. Um, we Power is actually going to potentially, if Yellen has her way, move from the Fed to the Treasury, okay? Her plan is debt buybacks. And what she will do is she'll go into the Treasury market and she'll buy Treasuries. The question is, where is she going to get the money to buy treasuries? Well, she's going to sell treasuries. <laughs> she's going to sell treasuries to buy treasuries. Well, that, amazing. that's amazing. Brilliant. That's like me having my own lemonade stand where I buy lemonade at $1.50 and I sell it at 90 cents. That's right. Oh, Isn't that crazy? Genius. She's a genius. It's brilliant. She pulls a rabbit out of a rabbit. So, Check this out. What they want to do is there are two kinds of treasuries. There's off-the-run treasuries. There's on-the-run treasuries. Okay. On-the-run treasuries are newly issued. Off-the-run are older. So off-the-run are owned by mom and pop, businesses, whatever, right? And there are some encumbrances due to that counterparty. So when I say counterparty, so people can understand that, a counterparty is somebody on the other side of the transaction. So if you want to buy from somebody, that somebody is essentially the counterparty to make it kind of super simple, you know, without going too far into it. Okay. So the counterparty encumbrance means that, and I'm just using the word encumbrance from a legal standpoint. I don't know if they use that term in finance. That's just my word for it. But these, whenever like say a regular person, mom and pop, a business, whenever they own these treasuries, they're farther encumbered. They're harder to source. You got to talk to a lot of people to get them. You need to find pools of them. They're just harder to get. 
Now, the on-the-run treasuries are brand new. So they're relatively unencumbered because they're all coming from the same source, right? So the less encumbered by counterparties, there is a price premium. So what they're going to do is buy the bad treasuries, right? Because they're harder, they're a little more encumbered, but they're cheaper. And then they're going to issue good treasuries. So they're going to buy off-the-run treasuries, and they're going to issue on-the-run treasuries. There's so a visual representation of what they're doing, Cowboy, a visual representation of what they're doing. Oh, let's see it. They're yeah. explosive. Yep. That's pretty much it. You know, what they're doing, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's it's cannibalism. Infinite so, money, infinite power. It's just another version of cannibalism, right? So the bad treasuries are cheaper, and then they can issue the new treasuries. Look, they're so starved for yield, they're eating their own hand. That's how bad this is. And it's kind of like shades of Operation Twist, if you remember Operation Twist. And that's basically having, instead of to do with the way it was done before, now it has to do with treasury bond maturity. So it's just yield curve control, but with treasuries. Okay. So when we talked about yield curve control before, right, we were talking about your uh, your 10x bond versus your five-year versus your 20-year. And they, were go, they would buy the 20-year. No, they haven't technically done it in the US. I'm sure they've been doing it, but Japan's been like the expert at yield curve control. So what they do is when the long bond, when the long-term bond goes, uh, you know, tits up, when the value starts to drop too much, what they will do is they'll buy the long, yeah, snake eating itself. Perfect. That's it. When they'll buy a long-term bond to increase the demand for the long-term bonds, and then they'll sell the short-term bond. So they're just, they're, it's, they're, I mean, they're not doing anything. They're not creating any wealth. There's and no this is what an Ivy League education will do for you folks. Isn't that wonderful, cowboy? It's, yeah, it's economic masturbation. Yeah. So basically what they're going to do is they can sell the shorter term treasury with a lower yield and higher demand and use them to buy the longer term treasury with the higher yield and lower demand and to kind of equalize everything out. It's yield curve control without calling it yield curve control. Because once you go into yield curve control, this is the beginning. Well, I should say not the beginning. This is the <laughs> end of the beginning of the end of the empire. It's like, it's like once you start going yield curve control, this is pretty much the beginning of the end of modern monetary theory. Okay. So not enough buyers becomes the treasury is the buyer. And it's going to move power from the Fed to the treasury. So Gammon thinks that this uh, is the objective. The objective is to merge the treasury and the Fed, or perhaps to just create a new central bank. So it could be like two different ones, like the Treasury Reserve and the Federal Reserve, or perhaps merge the two and just create a chimera that is biblical. Um, so he separately thinks that central planners will merge uh, these so they can micromanage the financial and real economy. Um, so like instead of having the Fed set the prime rate and let the market set the industry specific credit rates, they can start to tell certain industries what kind of, uh, you know, credit they can make available. Right. Um, for example, project. what's that? It's got to be a green project, right? It's got to be green. It's got to be carbon well, neutral project. That's that's yeah, that's the fist behind, you know, that's the iron fist behind the velvet glove. Right. So like, for example, you got Elizabeth Warren who, by the way, is in the running for the next Nobel Prize in economics, Elizabeth Warren. 
this is like i don't even know how to describe that that's well, like her giving the janitor ethnicity alone warrants it you know american indian yeah that's like dude that's like that's like giving a pr guy an award for accounting at the firm it's just it's <laughs> in a bad pr guy so well, Bernanke got a, uh, the Nobel Prize, right? Didn't Bernanke get it? <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. That's like giving uh, Hitler the Nobel Prize. I mean, you know, for economics. So, you know, it's like giving Hitler the Peace Prize. So now you kind of have like Stephanie Kelton and her, you know, cadre of legislators, um, you know, Elizabeth Warren being one of them. They feel that Fed interest rate is too much of a blunt instrument. So let's think about that. Okay, so they raise rates, people get hurt, but the economy will adjust. They drop rates, people make money, but there's inflation, right? What they want to do is they want to regulate credit in specific market sectors instead of letting the market price mechanism decide. And I'm going to tell you right now, price is the magical mechanism of the market. It is the price signal is what makes the market work. Okay. Without price signal, you're flying blind. And you're essentially just, I don't know, you're very reckless, right? Now, what they want to do is let's just say that in their opinion, there's some, and this is going to be based on somebody's opinion, who is probably an Ivy League grad who, you know, probably eats his own boogers because they're, you know, these guys, I'm not saying that they're stupid, but, you know, I'm, I'm a college grad. I have an econ degree. I got one university, but most of what I learned about economics did not come from there, right? So there's, let's just say that they feel, then that and feel not calculate let's say they feel that uh there's too much inflation in, in the car price and you know used cars or whatever it is so what they'll do is they'll stop making credit available in the used car industry sector so people just won't be able to buy them but what you're doing is you're like um it's like a kid with an anthill and you're not letting the ants act normally. You're like putting this ant next to that ant and say, hey, let's be friends. And that's just not how it works. Ants don't care about what you think they're going to do, what they're going to do. And all you're going to do is break shit on the way. So in, and in the end, and CJ hit it on the head, you know, you're looking at for the, a way for them to have more control. So they want to be able to control credit in an industry specific area. We just saw this with Davos and the whole green thing, right? So right. they made financial conditions easier for banks that or banks or companies that would follow their governance, right? And that actually was a very non-specific thing. You didn't there weren't numbers that you had to reach. It's like if you, yeah. you know, if you and blow the right senator, then you get like, you know, better deals on your loans or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. so or the right the right Davos person. Forgive and, my Wait, you telling me I could have got a better deal if I blew a senator? I mean, that's, you know, I don't mean to be so crass, but I, I think it might literally come to that. Crap. Yeah. And, and I think that they firmly understand that the, the, the current model is, is so severely broken, right? Like it's, it's, it's not going to be able to continue. And hence the reason why they leverage every crisis since 9-11 to warrant not only the increase in the surveillance state, but also the massive spending, right? We, we witnessed this time and time again. We witnessed it with, with 9-11, post 9-11. We witnessed it with the, uh, the, the, the the COVID, and I think that they're kind of playing it out the same way. I'm not saying that they're ingenious to do it, but let's face it, like this whole entire energy thing is going to create another potential orchestrated crisis to warrant 
not only the move to the green agenda, uh, but also another asset class, trillions in derivatives of green things. The, what I think they're going to do is attempt to leverage the trillions of dollars that they're going to create for the green agenda in attempt to try to reinstill manufacturing within, you know, within the United States. Um, because I think we're coming to the point where if you're a manufacturer in the United States and you're dependent upon anything from raw ingredients, materials uh, from other countries, I would say probably in less than five to 10 years that when you go to pay that, that, that invoice, right, that shipping label that occurs and let, let like, let's use retail, for example, like most retailers, probably if you go to the, 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 the seasonal section, you look at lawn and garden, you look at Halloween, you look at Christmas items that are coming in probably like 90% of that is not manufactured in the United States. It's too expensive to manufacture here. It's all imported. So in the next five to 10 years, what's going to happen is whenever manufacturers go to bill those companies that are buying it here in the United States, whether it's Walmart, Target, you know, the largest retailers are going to say, mm -mm, we no longer want dollars. You have to go out there and buy whatever mechanism it is that they want used as an instrument to pay for it. And, and I think that that's why they're leveraging the crisis mode to the, the, the printing of trillions of dollars in attempt to try to reindustrialize the United States. But it's, it's, it's too late. It can't happen. We have too many laws, regulations, the unions. Biden was out there celebrating that that processor company is going to invest over the next 10 years. What do you say? It was like $50 billion in microprocessing. And I say it's like it's such an election fraud, right? Like $50 billion to invest in massive amount of chip technology and manufacturing they'll, they'll probably get like 10 percent along that way and then they'll decide it's too expensive to do it so it's just i think this is the what you pointed out cowboy is a perfect example where, where the existing models failed us and they're attempting to work quickly to shift away from that and create that new system whatever it's going to be yeah and these people um i mean look i know it's it's easy to go all oh, they're satanic or whatever, right? Like, and maybe some of them are, you know, but I think a lot of people in general, I don't know. There, I think there is a logic around the concept that what they've done is rotten and it just has to die. And so what they're doing is they're taking what's left of it to keep the party going a little bit longer. And there's one more article I will share from Peter Schiff and basically, this article is, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's heavy evidence that the money printing comes back on, as we've been telling you here at Rogue for uh, ever, um, you know, ever since they started tightening, you know, we, we got some intel, we got his, uh, his intel, you know, I've got, you know, I've got what I've got this, the, the impetus came from uh, the gorilla and his, his contacts here. But Peter Schiff put out some tweets, and the first thing that I'll say is what he wrote up here: the Achilles' heel of the bubble economy is in, is interest rates because we got so much debt. Okay, so think about it this way: let's just say you owe—I don't know—let's say you make uh, eighty thousand a year, but your mortgage is like, you know, five thousand dollars, and then they hike up the interest rate, and you let's just pretend you had variable rate, and now your mortgage is eight thousand dollars. Right. So three thousand a month that you no longer have to pay for the same assets. That's what happened in 2008. And that's what's happening with our economy right now. Um, so there is so much debt 
there's 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 the uh you know unfunded liabilities there's uh you know the entitlements there's social security there's so many things that are just simply you know now that the rate has tripled or doubled or whatever it is the interest rate and the payments have you know gone commensurate with that doubling and so what he said is that the 10 year treasury yield hit 4.33% its highest since november of 2007 when the na- uh, national debt was under nine trillion. Today, it's over thirty-one point two trillion. At four point three three percent annual interest on the national debt would exceed exceed one point five one point three five trillion. So I'm going to repeat that because I chopped it up. So the annual interest on the national debt would exceed one point three five trillion, more than is spent on national defense or social security, just to cover our debt, right? And he also says. At the rate the national debt and interest rates are rising, before the decade ends, the interest on the national debt will exceed 100% of the federal tax revenue. The entire federal government would then consist of the Treasury Department, which would just collect taxes and pay interest. So you're looking at a system that is just at the current rate. If they didn't change anything, then... we're going bankrupt. So the only thing that they can do to keep the system going until they can just basically have a jubilee of some sort until everything falls apart is they're going to have to cut the rates back down and they're going to have to print because the only way you can get rid of debt at this point in the current system is because we don't make anything here like we used to. We don't manufacture anything. We don't take uh, $5 of, you know, metal, plastic, rubber, and glass and turn it into... You're wrong on that. We, we, we make 3,000 genders a year. That has to account for something, cowboy. Well, it accounts for something. I don't want to say what it is. But, you know, w- when you're a manufacturing account uh, economy and you take $5 of rubber, metal, plastic, and glass and you turn it into a $300 camera, might have to include some silicone in there, that's real wealth. You're taking, uh, you know, $2 of wood and turning it into a $10 chair. You're taking, it's it's a multiplier effect. You're using your hands and your artistic design and you're taking materials that are inexpensive and you're turning them into something using your work. And then somebody pays you money for it. This is the creation of wealth. There is no other creation of wealth. That's, there is no other creation of wealth. Sure, you can, uh, you know, spend uh, $10 on advertising to suck some money out of the, uh, you know, out of the people. Or and you then, could and suck then you a can senator. add that that to your advertising budget. Then you have to pass that off in higher prices, you know. So you know, there's I, I know one guy's no our advertising is an is an added value, you know. It's like it's not not an added value. Advertising costs money, and then that cost is going to get passed on to whoever buys it. So in reality, I'm, you know, it's not. I'm not saying advertising is bad. I'm not saying it's not productive. But it's never going to be as productive as manufacturing. And we've gutted our manufacturing. And until, as CJ said earlier, until we have reindustrialized, we're stuck in a hole. And the financial system, I don't think they're going to reindustrialize us until the financial system has fallen apart. I think they're going to try to force the reindustrialization into this green. But we all know the green stuff so far doesn't work. You know, we know that there's not enough metals out there to mine. It's also a net drain on the economy. I mean, Spain has uh, experienced the, the the destruction of a green economy. For every green job they created, they were killing 10 regular jobs in the process. 
It's the most stupidest thing in the world. It's a it's a way to it's it's the fastest way to deindustrialization. It's crazy. It's insane. Um, you know, but it's it's just the way of things now. Um, so you know I, at least I we enjoyed the eighties, but... guys. We enjoyed the eighties and nineties. At least that was fun, right? Yeah, just you know, did some did some blow, <laughs> watched the A team. I was too young to do blow. Uh, you know, I was V and I are like the same age. We're, we're different by months. That's why when you do your do your Optimus Prime V, I want to hear it. Before time began, there was the cube. <laughs> <laughs> See, like you know, when you when you when you do that stuff, the reason that nostalgia comes at a premium is because we're looking back to times that made more sense. And you hear the old people say, when I was young, I used to buy ice cream for a nickel. You ask a girl out. She wouldn't, you know, they have their own. Sure, you're going to have new things that are better. You're going to have old things that are not. We have a computer in the palm of our hand. No one, you don't have to go to the library anymore to look stuff up. Before time began, there was the Fed. We know not where it came from, but we had the power to print money and create debt. <laughs> that's great, dude. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's kind of. I was hoping you would do something like where you would meld in the the real situation. <laughs> um, look, there's nothing we can do about it. The reason that I come on and I talk about um, this kind of stuff, first of all, I like to do impressions with the gorilla. You know, I'll bust out a nasty Sean Connery who's saying bad things to Money Penny. <laughs> you know, like this is, you know, we have fun with it. You got to have fun. However, um, I think also, look, as uh, Vela says, uh, giants are on the playground. Just you don't want to get caught underfoot. We, you know, guys like us step in the line of fire. Like it's not that hard to find out who we are. Um, you know, so when you know, no, no one speaking. knows what I look like, cowboy. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I see you right there. You got the big hairy head and the teeth. That's it. That's it. Remember, I told you when, I, when, when we met up in New York first time, you had a pair of roller skates for your fists as well as for your feet. You skated away on all fours. Very true. Very true. And you were wearing dolphin shorts at the time. I was really impressed. You know, I, uh, you know, I try to, I, I, I try, I try, cowboy. I try. Do you try? <laughs> <laughs> we're from the 80s right so uh i'll show you guys what dolphin shorts are <laughs> this is this is uh how let me see okay this is how i, I wear jorts now jorts like jeans and a cut up of shorts i wear jorts <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is dolphin shorts that's right why here. C, that's why cj doesn't want to tailgate with me because i'll show up to his tailgates with jorts on and it's just embarrassing for his toxic masculinity right, yeah no, it's, uh, that's right that's right <laughs> I'm actually yeah, tell, going as uh, Tony Soprano for one of the Halloween parties this year. I'm going to do the. Uh, the, the <laughs> That's what I was wearing. The guy with the halter top, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the, with the midriff and the freaking dolphin shorts. <laughs> That's it. Love dolphin uh, shorts, bro. <laughs> yeah. And he says the Bruce Jenner shorts. Yep. That's exactly what oh. it is. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. So, yeah. I, you know, the, the reason that I dig deep into these concepts is because. It's, you know, we hear these things in the news. We hear yield curve control and we hear, uh, <laughs> although someone says V looks like an. Do I look like Colonel Sanders? Sanders? I don't know, I don't know man. What do I look like? See, what uh, do I look like? I'll, I'll have to come back to you on that. 
I'll have to get I, back to I, you on that. A person, like an individual, like that you. I don't know. What do you think? Like man? a famous person? People think I look Dominican. Oh, uh, uh, I think the Indian shows through pretty well. Really? Yeah, it does to me. But I went to school with a lot of Indian people, so you know, that's because you're like a lot of friends. Yeah, that's it. In Indiana, they probably think you were Mexican. Mexican. It's funny. In Indiana, I'm Mexican. In New York, I'm Dominican. In California, I'm like Mexican again. You know? Mexican again? Yeah, Mexican again. Like if you went out to mow your yard, they'd probably ask you if if they could pay you to mow theirs too. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, you buddies. One of my buddies is like moving out here to Idaho, and he thinks like, you know, he thinks it's all, you know, flag waving hardcore guys with guns in their cars and you should have told him that so it doesn't move there it's, it's no no he's, you want him here he's a good guy oh, okay um so you know he's actually in a holistic medicine like he's he, you want him here so he's uh he's so busy into his medicine he doesn't pay attention to anything else and he goes well uh do you think it would be a problem if i hired like um you know a mexican guy to like mow my lawn you think anybody's gonna be upset i said i don't think anybody's wow. gonna look at you twice for having a dark-skinned person mow your lawn it's kind of <laughs> It's, if it was anything else, they'd think it was your kid. You know, that's it's, like, it's normal out here. This is a normal area. It's not that different. The difference out here is that if somebody approaches me on the street and wants to rob me and or hurt my family, I can shoot them, and the law is on my side. <laughs> well, I kind of miss time. New York, where you know they get to um, you know you get to get pushed on the subway train, which is awesome. When you get pushed on the train track. It's a great feeling. Well, no, it's, you don't need that anymore. They don't do that. It's they all don't. they do is you see somebody put one arm in the air and they start turning circles and they run into it themselves. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah, that's true. That's a weird thing that they, those people all do that same thing. They all do that. They, they have the eye of Not the all Pfizer. Of them, but a lot of them. There's a lot of them. They have the yeah. eye of the Pfizer. It's the eye of the Pfizer with, you know, where one eye blinks and the other eye is open, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like they're seeing something. They're hallucinating. They're seeing something and then they, and then they drop. That's crazy, yeah. Now, the Who knows Pfizer... what thing is what this thing is doing to us? I mean, we we have like somewhat of a biological understanding so far, but I wonder what the what what the what the the high physics of this whole entire thing is like. What are they actually seeing? What is this thing conjuring inside of you? Right. Well, I mean, you know, they showed in that video um, those like stringy. Those are clots. So we know that it builds clots. That, that well, right it's there... totally normal to pull out a four-foot clot out of your body, like what uh, Gilbert Novak was saying, right? It's totally normal, right? Yeah, totally. And uh, now, you know, um, Trust the clipping your nails can give you a heart attack. All right. You know, watch, don't clip your don't, Your fingernail clippers have to be made mostly of plastic because the metal ones are too heavy. Got it, right. I that's, also heard taking a nap could kill you and cold mm-hmm. showers. And CJ, you need to stop playing those online video games. Uh, you need to stop playing because that I heard that can cause a stroke or heart attack as well. <laughs> no, no, no. I can tell you what the cure is. You have to transition. You have to be trans. That's, that's they don't, they don't, the that's cure. It. That's the yep. cure. Yep. So no, I, I know I come on here not because like this information I'm giving everybody about, you know, yields and bonds and what might happen not like we can really change any of it. I mean, sure, you can try to get political and, and try to make some changes. I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm pretty sure that that kind of stuff's going to happen regardless of what we say. Um, so the key is to know what's happening and be on the proper side of the trade. Because if you're on the right side of the trade, and, and I'm not 
offering any investment advice, but I think that uh, Bitcoin, Ripple, maybe Ethereum, precious metals, I think those are good places to diversify into. And I think V, you said it, uh, real estate. Um, you know, I think that, you know, they're building a bunch of apartment buildings and they're short houses every year. They don't build enough houses every year. There's a, shorting, uh, a shortage of housing and there's a bunch of uh, apartments being built. So if you own real estate and you can rent it out, now owning real estate, living in it, I'm not a big fan of that as an investment. Um, I'm not even a big fan of owning real estate and renting it out because it's so illiquid. But if real estate's your thing, I personally think, and it's not investment advice, I think it's going to do well. What happened to Kim Thayil? They're saying that I look like him. Yeah, you kind of do. I can see it. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's the Semitic eyes. That's what yep. it is. Yeah, I can kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah, Kim Thayil, dude. It's a lead guitarist from Soundgarden. That dude's, you know, he's cool. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yep. Yeah, they tell me I look like Perry Farrell. That's that's not someone you want to look like, dude. Who's Perry Farrell? <laughs> Lead singer for uh, Jane's Addiction. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta look this up. Perry. This guy. He's he. This was before. Now I, he talked yesterday on the show about. I actually had a nose job for deviated septum and a few other things. I had a big time nose job. So I used ah! to. Yeah, I don't want to look like that guy. <laughs> no, no, no. You that guy look looks like, like a Halloween costume without a Halloween costume. Dude, you look nothing like this dude. Yeah, you know me. I don't look like that. No. <laughs> That's horrible. Well, again, you don't look that's when I was like a, him. I was a teenager and uh, you know, I I had uh, some issues, so I had a I actually had my nose broken and I had Same. to do some I surgeries broke my on nose, it. I had surgery, then I I think I rebroke my nose. Now I got this uh the Ashkenazi Jewish bump. <laughs> Who breaks my... their nose on a light switch, dude? How do you Shut do up, cowboy? The figure that's like that's like breaking your nose on like I don't know, like a chapstick. I mean, how do you break your nose on chapstick? Well, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. So, hey, look, thanks for having me. Um, let me rant. I hope that the information was helpful. Uh, it was good that we covered some of the health stuff because what I had to cover was coverable pretty quickly. Although, V, you didn't really... I mean, you, you chimed in. You should pr pretty much showed us that it's a snake eating its tail. I don't think there's that much more to talk about to you. No, it's a snake eating its tail. It is a, um, a, a crazy person performing oral on himself. Um it's it's all those things, man. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Fed has removed two of its its rib cages and is performing oral. That is the symbol of American of, of the American political system. Is that <laughs> is removing two ribs and sucking yourself go. off? That's it. Giving <laughs> <laughs> yourself. That is the Ameri That is that is the symbol. That should be the new symbol of the American political establishment. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Dude, it's a meme right now. It, it is really a meme. Is. Yeah, it really it is. is. It's meme. already out there. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's Marilyn Manson. It's a satanic individual who's sucking himself off. That is that is the symbol of the American political establishment. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, Cowboy, it was a lot of fun, man. Thank you for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, hopefully uh, you know, we'll see you next week or whenever the next show is. Absolutely, without a doubt. Folks, thank you all for watching us. Uh, we'll be back Monday with The Outer Limits with Jet and uh, regular scheduled broadcasts uh, starting next week. And with that being said, CJ, take it away. Enjoy your weekends, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>